Today in Canadian History for June the 14th, I'm Joe Barima. It was a big day back in 1841 for the citizens of Kingston, Ontario, and Canadians in general. On this day, preparations were being made for the first session of the province of Canada's first parliament. As recommended in the Durham report, the Act of Union had brought together Upper and Lower Canada under one government. And by June of 1841, it was time to sit down and get to work. On June 15th, representatives met in a vacant hospital that served as the Parliament building from 1841 until 1844, when Parliament reopened in Montreal. To learn more, I spoke with Paul Robertson. He is the city curator for the city of Kingston. Kingston's very proud of, of that, and, and in some ways, I think, um, for some Kingstonians, the capital of Canada never left here. <laughs> Certainly when you, when you look at the, uh, the ceremonies around um, what they call First Capital Day here in Kingston um, on the 15th of June every year, uh, you'd, you'd get the impression sometimes that, that uh, this was still the center of, of the nation, um, perhaps only in our hearts, and I'm sure the rest rest of the country has long since forgotten it. Um, actually, when you first called me about this interview, I, I hadn't even thought that this year, if I got my math right, is the 170th uh, anniversary of the opening of Parliament, 15th of June, 1841, uh, which is, is quite exciting. So it's actually a kind of momentous day. Let's talk about why the capital was needed. Um, what was what was the build-up to, to Kingston becoming the capital? It, it all goes back to the rebellions of the 18, late 1830s, 1837, 1838 in Upper and Lower Canada, which um, for different reasons for, for the two provinces, um, but essentially it was dissatisfaction with the established government bodies at the time, um, and, and certainly with the work of, of the governors general at that time, and certainly in, in Upper Canada, um, the whole notion of the, the party uh, family compact um, and the, uh, you know, the, the essentially oligarchy of control over government. So the rebellions were, um, were in part, uh, the reformers' response to, to that, that uh, central control saying, you know, we want something more responsible for our people. Um, so, of course, uh, British troops were brought out and, and, and the rebellions were ultimately put down. But what that meant was there had to be a real visitation um, uh, at how governance in, in Upper and Lower Canada should be done. And the notion was if you had one united uh, government uh, in, in a capital somewhere, um, that then the uh, parliamentarians coming up, the legislators coming up from what was becoming ca- uh, Canada, East, um, would learn about what good governance was from an English point of view. So what they were looking for when it came to to, um, deciding where the capital should be is which area would best serve all their needs. Um, It was deemed early in the game that you didn't want the capital to be either in what was originally York and later Toronto uh, on the west end or in Quebec City on the east end because in part they were too far away from the center. Um, the other was is that they were they were major rivals of each other and, and thought, well, no, no, we can't do that. We need a fairly substantial sized town, but we don't want it um, that far out, which kind of left two in the middle, one being Montreal and one being uh, Kingston. Um, Montreal, of course, being in Canada East and Kingston in the new Canada West. Um, Montreal was probably the strongest of the two candidates from in terms of uh, facilities and culture and and uh, just a strong society um, that was well established. 
But the problem was, as far as, as um, those putting this together were concerned, is that there were too many French people there. So, whereas Kingston was um, reformed, it was originally a French settlement, of course, but but uh, after the revolution with loyalists coming in, it was they were the ones who first populated Kingston from 1784 on. Um, and it was thought that it, it's still towards the center of the new colony, the new province. Um, it might be a good one. It had good location on Lake Ontario. It had military and naval defenses. Um, it seemed to have most of what was wanted. So um, ultimately, it was Lord Sydenham, who was the new governor general, who came in after Lord Durham, um, who was given the, the authority to make a selection. And uh, after much deliberation, and of course, everyone lobbying for, for his own town, um, Kingston was the one that was chosen. Being, of course, a, um, a new government town that, that had never been a head of, of a government before, there was no designated capital building, um, parliament building. And, and being a, a fairly small town, by modern standards, certainly, um, it was difficult to find something immediately suitable. But what was interesting is is that there was a, a new um, structure, public structure, which had only been put up a few years before uh, that was sitting vacant waiting for a use. It actually had an intended use. It was, it was um, built as the Kingston Hospital, or what's now Kingston General Hospital, um, and opened in, or at least completed in 1835, being the first formal hospital building in the city. Uh, but the funny thing is, and not atypical, I suppose, for how things go nowadays, money ran out before they could completely fit the thing up. The construction was done, but they couldn't fill it with all the things needed to make it a proper hospital. So it sat vacant. So Lord Sydenham caught wind of this. It was made known to him that the building was, was available, and uh, he deemed it sufficiently suitable. Um, it was technically actually outside of Kingston at the time, that it was just beyond the west border of, of what was then Kingston, um, uh, in a nice, somewhat isolated spot, but that's because being built as a hospital in those days, um, lots of air and isolation from populated areas was deemed a good thing. Uh, he sent in his, his minister um, responsible for, for public works to fit up what had been constructed as a hospital, um, fitted up with two chambers uh, on the main floor, one for the uh, executive uh, council and one for the assembly, um, in the same way that we have in Ottawa, you know, a, a Senate and a, and a House of Commons, uh, right down to the same colors. The executive council um, was dressed up in red and, and green for the assembly. Um, and I gather from the descriptions, unfortunately we have no pictures, but we, from the descriptions it, it, it sounded fairly commodious for the time um, with, with proper desks for the members and, and uh, you know, all the trappings that one would think, a throne in each one for speakers. And, of course, when the, the um, in the uh, executive assembly, that's where the governor general would have sat. Uh, so it's, it's, it was all fitted up ready for, for Parliament and, and was probably quite, you know, respectable for, for the day, but with the notion that it eventually would be uh, replaced with a proper building. Uh, within short order, um, Parliament was convened in, in June of 1841, and I gather by September there were already motions on the table um, uh, with members demanding that a reconsideration be made and that Kingston not remain the capital <laughs> and that it be moved somewhere else. <laughs> I think one of the, 
the the big things, the part that most people don't know is that Kingston uh, was only about 3,000 people when Parliament first came here, when it was declared the capital. And uh, with the government moving in, you know, all the, all the members of assembly and, and their entourage and, and government officials, all the bureaucrats, that kind of thing, it pretty much doubled the population of Kingston, um, and which is good for the economy, one can imagine. But the other hand is that there weren't an awful lot, just as there was no um, Parliament House, there were not an awful lot of facilities to begin with, um, so there was there everything had to be created and created quickly. I mean, the the most obvious thing were, was housing. Uh, where to put all these these MPs uh, or what we now call MPs, you know, members of the assembly? Where do they go? Um, and and of course, there was a lot of land speculation. There were a lot of buildings that were just people took advantage of it and threw up buildings very quickly. Uh, so the, there was probably an awful lot of substandard housing. There was good housing too, but there was probably a lot of quick and dirty up. Uh, um, low-grade housing, uh, or um, members might might end up renting spaces in existing buildings or buildings which were subdivided to accommodate them. And you can imagine what the rents were probably like. Um, not to mention, it was just, um, if you'd come from, say, Montreal or Quebec City, uh, which were very old towns, um, quite sophisticated and with a strong cultural scene and, and all of the other things, it uh, you can imagine what it was like essentially coming to an oversized village. Today is a day full of Canadian history. Prominent Canadian ballet dancer Vanessa Harwood was born on this day back in 1947. And Massey Hall's debut concert took place on this day back in 1894. And as always, on this day we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW at 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Barima and Mark Affeld. Original music is provided by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. This series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series, or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgswcom slash Today in Canadian History. But, but Kingston, Kingston recovered. Uh, Kingston has since recovered, absolutely. <laughs> no. Kingston has definitely, although it's interesting, its rivalry with Toronto probably exists forever. <laughs> 